0: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast, from TalkSport.
2: This is Paul Hawksby. And
0: Andy Jacobs.
2: And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had some good guests in, didn't we, this afternoon? We spoke to a guy we'd never met before. He's a Hollywood screenwriter called David Kep. He has written a new novel. He's yeah. also the writer of Jurassic Park and Mission Impossible and the Spider-Man movies. He's... Uh, s- about love big sports fans. Yeah, as well. he was a interesting guy. And
3: uh, we had a chat about foot golf. Uh, we did. Yeah. We've spoken about it before, but it's really growing as a sport. So we, The head of UK foot golf came in and saw us. Good evening. It arbits you did, very unusually, you did a bit of, I wouldn't say a rant, a no, very a, reasoned. Uh, a bit
2: of a Spurs, Spurs chat. Spurs after chat. Last but I thought last it was good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think it began viral this week. It's all a bit weird. This is oh, not my there. role. No, it's not. It's normally me, isn't it? Yeah, just. But anyway, you know,
2: I'll take it. It'll be me tomorrow. Yeah. we lose to Grimsby. And we we talked a lot of nonsense as well. So here it all is. I don't quite know where to start, really. As I said, it's Tottenham's uh, turning the barrel. And it isn't a fantastic result. Well done to Colchester. So it's a brilliant night for them. Mm. I can completely understand that. But as I said, I'm quite surprised that the, the amount of potch out, to see it mm. trending so uh, quickly. Uh, I mean, th- this guy's turned the club around in the last five years. To say he's taken it as far as he can, I find quite staggering I, I, mm. I don't uh, look I'm not saying that, that things have not gone wrong this season and that, that is definitely we'll come back to that in a minute but but I'm afraid I, I lay most of the blame uh, at the board and the chairman's door because the manager made it pretty clear quite a lot of things he said in the last six months made it pretty clear about the way he felt about the club he said we need a revolution uh, effectively during the summer which in poch speak lost in translation is we need to turn over some players churn we need, I think yeah, is the word we need to churn he, mm. he, was, he, he was aware of that thing you either play change the managers or change the players after four years the old adage and he was I very think aware that, I think of that that's true. but I don't you know so he's got senior pros important senior pros Danny Rose didn't think he was going to be there and the manager was prepared to let him go probably Vertonghen as well Aldi Ericsson and Wan-Yamas that's five big important yeah, senior pros yeah. in a dressing room, knowing that the manager would have quite happily seen them move on and they effectively would have gone given the chance. So that's pretty difficult to manage, I'd say. And you can look at the, some of the reasons why this hasn't happened. Uh, also, one of the other things he said was, let's get players in quickly. Give me a chance. If I can get my players in quickly, I can get them into my, my way of playing. They can hit the ground running and we have a chance of you know, starting to turn it on before the middle of September the La Celso deal is a classic example everybody knew he was going to Tottenham even Betis knew he was going to Tottenham we all knew it mm. but the deal gets done on the last day and the chairman would say it's good business I saved the club possibly over the course of it 20 million quid but mm-hmm. that 20 million quid doesn't look quite so good uh, if you finish seventh and not fourth yeah. because it, uh, a player's taken until October, November subsequently got injured of course that's different so that's, that's one thing the manager said give me a chance don't let me keep working with one hand tied behind my back which I think he has done for most of the time you know, seventh biggest wage bill Spurs have got he's mm-hmm. had three windows where he couldn't buy a player and still people are saying the manager is the problem. The other deal, Wanyama. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, people don't know what they're But Wanyama about. is another example. Uh, a player who cost us 11 million quid from Southampton. You could say that was cheap. Um... He wasn't wanted. God bless Victor, he's gone backwards. He got injured, he'll never be the same player again at Premier League level, in my eyes. No, right. So, we asked £13 million for him. So, he's another spare part hanging round. I mean, he's getting games. I almost wonder if, if the, the manager is doing that out of spite to say to the chairman, here we are then, there's your £13 million pound player. I'm sure he's he's better than that. But... I don't get it I just look at those two deals and I say how can you look at the manager and blame him for that when I agree. it's clearly a board thing a board issue the chairman he cares for the club he's proved that he loves the club he's a Tottenham fan he's done brilliant when brilliantly with the ground, but for him it's all about the art of the deal, it's all about the deal, and still when you look at the balance between the way he runs the business and the football, I still think he gets it slightly wrong, this was a great opportunity, I think Pochettino knew this summer was the moment, they got to a Champions League final they were building, they were constantly top four they needed some churn, they needed some new players, they needed a statement signing like a Dybala, someone like that, I know that was a difficult deal to get over the line, but if you start trying to do it 24 hours before the deadline yeah. everything's going to be difficult but they didn't do it did they they ultimately didn't do it it's all about deception
3: as well if the players in the dressing room feel that the manager's being fully backed then you yeah. know, they can't stop
2: I being, think the manager up. I think he won't admit it uh, but I think he's had enough I think he looks at it and says he probably sat, sits there with his backroom team and says, what more can we do? What more can yeah. we deliver? We're working with one hand tied behind our back. What more can we do? And we're not getting completely backed by this board. So I think he's lost interest. I hate to feel like that and I think the players are starting to realise it. Having said that, the results themselves, and you look at them, they could not should have beaten Leicester. They got the second goal they mm. would have done. Yeah. Newcastle was the only standout terrible result. Mm. Draws at City and Arsenal most teams would take. Olympiacos yeah, at were a were point... Two, the trouble is we yeah. were 2 I know they Arsenal. were.
3: The game at City, they should have yeah. lost, really. A yeah.
2: point away in Europe might not end up being a bad thing. The actual results, mm. I mean, as I said, I've watched Tottenham be abject for so many years or bang average for yeah. so many years. Yeah, yeah. And I can only think that people are saying, get rid of the manager and replace him with Mourinho. That's the one. Do you think Jose Mourinho would work with Daniel Levy? Jose Mourinho wants 100 million every uh, May and January doesn't he to go and spend on players can you imagine him working under the restraints that Daniel Levy sets with you as a chairman doing deals on the last day uh, and not letting players go if Jose wants a player out he's not going to say well I'm sorry he's not going anywhere unless we get 45 million for Victor Wanyama so uh, I'm at a loss to think that the manager is ultimately to blame he's not getting everything right but don't put the blame at his door because I don't think he deserves it.
3: No, that's true. And uh, talking of uh, Mourinho and United, a very interesting quote with Ed Woodward yesterday. He was talking about backing Olly Gunny Sol... Olly Gunny... Olly Sol, sharp. You know what I mean. Let's call him OGS. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, we'll continue to focus on the long-term strategy and we won't be influenced by short-term distractions. What, like winning football matches? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm not sure about that either. They need a director of football, I think. Um, yeah, I, I watched the... Uh, I listened to the penalty shootout at Tottenham. It was, you know, obviously they went mad at uh, culture. So not don't blame them. That was very exciting. Yeah, of course. Um, the, the other one was a damp squib, really. Pompey had a lot of chances, you know, half chances. They're well ahead on the corner count, but they just kept self-destructing, really, and... Uh, Saints will be pleased that uh, Redmond's back that's definitely he's been classed under Hassan Hoodle I didn't think Hassan Hoodle was so wet Hassan Hoodle really did need his wetsuit but they didn't have it so. <laughs> he didn't but put it on but the worst sight of the night and probably the worst sight of the end it's such a sign of the times was the I'm sure you've seen it on social media the Southampton fan who basically waited to celebrate the second goal until he would got his phone out got his camera going was on here and then started celebrating for the camera thing. you think Oh, forget it, mate, yeah. really. Honestly, <laughs> you shouldn't even go to football. Take his tickets I mean, honestly, away. Honestly, what's the point of yeah. that? <laughs> Terrible, but there you go. So
2: tonight, Andy, Grimsby.
3: Well, maybe I'll turn in the barrel. Funny enough, I'm not. Ah. Only because that there have been four home games in a row. So I've been, well, I went last Tuesday, last Sunday, and there's a game on Saturday. Yeah. And I just Are they sensibly the priced, the tickets tonight? It's not really the price, it's just the... Commitment of going yeah, you know, no, I four, understand. I can Four times in about it. ten days, I'm not sure people will. And uh, you know, it's good that it's only ninety minutes now. It, it's better for the underdog. It's better yeah. for the because you know you've only got to hang on. Like Colchester, knew last night they only had to hang on to. they nearly scored minutes. at the end. I mean, end. No, I mean to be fair, no, they weren't just they no, weren't just no, hanging no, They weren't on. just hanging on at the very end. Yeah. But they were for most of the game. Let's be honest. I mean, a lot of
2: good players at the moment, whether they're being mm. dragged down by other things, are not playing well. Delhi Alley is at the moment. I don't know what's I don't know what's wrong with him. He probably doesn't know what's wrong. It's not from want of trying. I look at him play, this is a man that is doing all the things he used to do in the past that came off and now none of them are coming off. The little flicks, the little touches, Mm -hmm. he runs into brick walls. Everything he doesn't look like he's doing it any differently. It's just that none of it is working. And it must be as frustrating for him as uh, it is, is uh, watching him and for the management right it's incredible
3: to change uh, in of the subject the, uh, the famous athletes the black power athletes uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith yeah yeah they've been honoured by the Olympic uh, Hall of Fame which mm. is great because you remember they were sort of basically stripped of their I think they were ordered home weren't they and uh, Basically humiliated yeah. at the time, and uh, but of course now it's appreciated what they did, but it reminded me of when we actually met the great uh, was it tommy smith wasn't it and uh, it was and i said <laughs> Where's the glove? No, we met. You
2: got the wrong way. It was John Carlos. John Carlos was it? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the glove? You did ask him. You said, Now, what happened to the glove? Yeah, that was, uh, well, he did tell you, yeah. but it was after one of the most impassioned minutes of radio I think I'd ever heard from one man. Uh, and then you said, Just one more question. There was no one more question. That's at the point we said, With a lump in our throat, John Carlos, thank you That's very much uh, for joining us. But you said,
3: Where's the glove? A, anyway. tenth, a tenth of pet dogs suffer from depression and anxiety. Yeah, don't know if your dog was listening to Spurs last night as well. Yeah, I think she yeah, probably was. Yeah, that's right. She did. Well, I did.
2: Yeah, I didn't have my headphones and I was walking around with it playing over a little speaker. That's not so good for her. she did seem very down this morning.
0: Yeah, she wasn't licking herself in quite the same way. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport.
2: Folks, me and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, David Kep is a uh, seasoned and experienced uh, screenwriter in Hollywood. Jurassic Park, uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Mission Impossible. Uh, Jack Ryan shallow Recruit to name but a few War of the Worlds, Spider-Man etc He's just written his first novel and he loves his sport and uh, he's popped mm. in to see us David good afternoon uh, good afternoon thanks for having us ah, great we say congratulations
1: yes yeah, uh, thank you i accept <laughs> yeah. yeah it looks like so a fine achievement
2: it's, it's interesting so why why now
1: after all the years of screenwriting do you always feel you had a novel in you <laughs> I felt like I did I, um, I assumed it was a movie idea at first because they've always been movie ideas for you know 30 years. And, um, but I started writing. I I thought, well, let's, I'll write a little about the characters and try some half decent prose and see how it goes. And I, I almost immediately realized this is fantastic. I can write what people are thinking and feeling with no, uh, I, I'm not bound by the rules of movie writing mm. anymore, which are you can only write when an audience sees or hears. Yeah. And in, in a book, you can go anywhere and do anything and digress. I could I could wander off into another subject. Not so long I tax everyone's patience, mm. but... I just I loved I loved it. I was it was really blissful the time I was working on it.
2: It 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 does feel uh, it does feel cold storage. Um, Well, let's let's first give us a kind of brief synopsis of of what it's about.
1: It's a science fiction horror story. Uh, So if you you know fans of maybe uh, Michael Crichton Stephen King might like this. Um, And it's about a uh, it's about a a, a mutative fungus that. that starts in australia in the 1980s and is contained for a brief for a period of time and and then uh, comes back and so the story itself after that opening is is it condensed over 24 hours where that the fungus has to be has to be contained because it's something that mutates very quickly invades a human host and quickly expands and Explodes. Mm. It's, it's funny it's though. Scary I mean, but it, gross. Yeah. We, we wouldn't think so from the
2: description there. It's quite hard hitting and dramatic, but there's a, a lot, of lot of humor in the book as well. I tr- <laughs> yes,
1: I, I I like to be funny. Um, <laughs> you know, opinions are mixed on whether I'm successful at that or not. But <laughs> but uh, it's it, it, it was also in a in a very tense situation and and in, in a occasionally, frankly, slightly ridiculous situation um, or a heightened reality, it's it's easier to be funny because mm. it lessens the tension. The problem is you don't want to be funny all the time or you have no tension sure. left. So.
2: The, um, I take it Cold Storage has been optioned as a movie.
1: Or, it has. Yeah. We're, we're uh, with Paramount... Uh, uh, and we are I've finished a couple drafts of the script. We're putting a director on now and hope to shoot mm. next spring.
2: It's interesting. So, so you've written the script. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, you mentioned yeah. the, the late, great Michael Crichton there and you, you had kind of adapted. You'd worked from his books for a screenplay. I just wondered, if, would you ever let anybody loose on... On cold storage. Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> Some horrible hack
1: screenwriter uh, attacking. You must feel a responsibility,
2: masterwork. though, when you're kind of, you know, as a screenwriter, you're given the book. Uh, and, the, and, of course, Michael Crichton wrote for the screen as well, didn't he?
1: He did, yeah. and it, it, it's, it's awkward. And hmm. I think in most cases, novelists and screenwriters shouldn't meet when they're working on the same project. <laughs> and most novelists don't want to meet you. They don't want to hear what you're doing. Because... You have a responsibility. You have to take into consideration if there are fans of the book, you want to preserve the tone, um, certain key moments, if there's beloved characters. But other than that, it's a whole different medium and you have to change it Mm. a lot. Um, And the best adaptations are quite different without feeling like they're different at all. Um, And that's hard to do. So it's usually the novelist and screenwriter meet once near the beginning and if all's gone well, you know happily at the premiere and, the, and in between everything else goes through the director do, do you like to be you like to be the guy that kicks off writing the first
2: draft or do you like to be the kind of Red Adair character that comes in when someone's had a parcel and it's not quite worked <laughs> and they call for call for David Kep if he can save this movie
1: I always like the idea of being able to come in and be the doctor who who saves things at the end but I'm it's not my thing I like I, I like to have a good long go at something mm. um, occasionally occasionally i've come in where they say we need two weeks on such and such but you come in and you do two weeks and right around the time you really start to care it's time for you to go and it's it's um it i I don't love that kind of work you were telling us in the break that uh, you've been living here for four years and your
3: son has fallen in love with cricket (laughs) he
1: has good lad (laughs) yeah we, we, we moved here when when he was eight uh henry and uh he immediately at school uh, you know football's not his thing so, and but immediately he took to cricket about which i know absolutely nothing mm. and so i've spent the last four years to, you know taking him to, to lords on the weekends for classes and going to his matches and it won't my brain will not absorb the sport <laughs> it's 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 i and i try it's i, odd, I really you, you, you understand know. like baseball I'm saying it's, it's like a, baseball it isn't baseball. There's a lot of running back and forth that I don't get, and I give him
3: the same as running between the bay You need to go with me. I'll, I'll equate it all. <laughs> if you yeah. yeah.
1: took my hand and led me through it, I bet I could figure it out. But I embarrassed him terribly. I was at his one of his uh, first school matches. Uh, you know, an enthusiastic dad, and uh, there, you know, he was he was at bat, and um, he hit it, and he just stood there, <laughs> <laughs> and I I couldn't help myself, and I'm an American, yeah. and I said. Run!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and immediately, he and his coach both turned to me and shouted, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> it Could have been worse. He could have hit it for six and shouted, "What a great home run!" Yeah, that's right. You <laughs> that expect him to run round the outside <laughs> of the
2: pitch. Um, have you have you written a sports movie, David? Is that is that ever kind of you ever no. had the opportunity?
1: I haven't. I almost did uh, once uh, or twice. There, I, I, I grew up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so if you grow up there, you're a fan of the Green. Packers. So mm-hmm. It's something in the in the drinking water, and uh, I was, uh, you know. So I'm am a deep lifelong Green Bay Packer fan. I'm a shareholder. I bought shares for all my kids. I'm, I'm, you That's know, how I'm the fan the club is structured, though, isn't it? The fans own the club. Yes, exactly. It's, it's the only major sports team I know of that is that, it, that has no owner that is owned. By, it's owned by the town, and there's actually something in their charter, which was drafted in 1919, that should the te- should the sports team ever be sold, the proceeds go to the local veterans hall. Wow! Um, and now, you know, and back when the team was worth three thousand dollars, that was not much of a threat, but. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, with an NFL 4 franchise being worth a billion, two billion, yeah, yeah. um, the idea of two billion dollars going to this tiny little town's Veterans Hall is unthinkable. Yeah, so yeah. So, uh, so it's great. It's um it, it, there isn't that personality there to, to hate when your team's doing poorly um, there's, we have only ourselves to blame mm. um, it's, it's yeah it's a kind of a unique yeah, it's uh, a special ed, team actually. it always has been historically in the NFL
2: they are, quite yeah. difficult to just find, yeah. they are quite difficult to pull off sports movies and there's been some very good ones boxing seems to be a sport that manages to do it I don't know and the NFL. NFL I think. and, and any
1: there's any
2: been some good NFL but, there but, have been I, very
1: good yeah. NFL movies yeah. the one I almost did was about Vince Lombardi mm. uh, oh, the okay. famous coach of the Packers in the 60s hmm. um, and I, I came very close And then I thought, if I do this movie, and it sucks, because there is a chance on every one, I will have taken... two things I really care about. <laughs> movies and the Packers and ruined them both.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't point. think I should do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, David, it's been great to meet you. Um, Cold yeah, Storage pleasure. is available now. It's published by uh, Harper Collins, and it's out in uh, hardback and you think, well when will we see the movie? It could be it could be a while.
1: Uh, it could be a while. These things, you know, it takes yeah. a while but I'd say if we start in the spring, probably a year and a half from now. Did you cast it in your head as you wrote it? There, was that, is that inevitable or not? I try very hard not to because okay. I try to let the characters be the characters sure. for a while. So, uh, uh, so haven't, haven't cast yet. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from
0: Talk Sport. Hey, I'm
2: Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So, naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
0: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. From Talksport, Talks me and Jacobs here on Talksport.
3: Andy, do you have mm. anything for us this afternoon? I was thinking last night. You know, we were talking yesterday about this conference where people wear badges mm. to indicate how social you want to be. And yeah. uh, you remember I said it was uh, green if you want, anybody can come and talk to you. Yellow if it, it's wait for an approach, and red is you know don't come anywhere near me. I don't want to talk to anyone.
2: What was that? I, I didn't quite get what no. was the nature of the uh, conference. It Wasn't the kind of the extrovert society, was it? What was the? No, I
3: can't remember exactly. You what remember what it, it was? was? No, I'd have to look it up. But uh, but I did have a think. No, it's it's not, not very adventurous, is it? I mean no.
2: you you could have but, a lifelong friend across the room and they see your badge but they'd never come up and talk to you. I know. You Can could you have think? your life partner across the room. Who knows? But just simply because you've decided in that moment oh I, I don't want to talk to. I don't I've got want them coming up to me I've,
3: I made one for you last night it oh, says okay. I'll talk to anybody and invite them back to the Queens yeah <laughs> that's right Yeah, Andy has got this thing often
2: when we're in the Paddy Power box at Cheltenham you know a drink is taken you're much more sociable than I am. Oh yeah we get chatting to uh, people and um, mm. I, you know I'm quite a sociable bloke and I say oh we're going off here you fancy coming for a pint they're generally nice people at which point the producer and Andy uh, birds of a feather go into their little curmudgeonly silo they don't want anybody with us, <laughs> they, they, they don't really want me there to no, be honest. That's
3: not true, <laughs> so that's
2: what goes yeah, on. So
3: talking to the producer, another setback for Torquay last night. Oh, well, he wasn't happy. This oh, morning, no, yes. I know, yes. It was it was it, Easley, was it?
2: Easley beaten by Easley. Yeah, maybe uh, he may put, it, put out, out a week. tweet
3: last night saying he's already had enough of football this season. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, what can you do? These things happen. Uh, what else have we got? Um, oh, yeah, Gary wrote to the star. Who's Gary? He, he's a <laughs> mate of mine, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a bloke. Gary Johnson. <laughs> no, okay. A bloke called Gary. A bloke called Gary. He yeah. wrote to the Daily Star about Formula One. Of course, can I find it now? Okay. I made a note of it Well, and you've I given can't... Gary a name check I've given And you'll probably a... know who he is. I've given him a big plug here and I you can't have, find yeah. his letter okay. I didn't even stick it in. <laughs> That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Well, that was a great story, Andy. To really do. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks for bringing it to us. I thought you'd enjoy that. <laughs> uh, have,
2: you, have you heard about this uh, fella, uh, Backsand? Have you heard of him? No. He's a, a Japanese rugby superfan, Baksan. Oh, yeah, no, the bloke who,
3: who does the thing with the shirts.
2: Yeah. Um, he is basically going to body paint every shirt mm. on his chest throughout the World Cup. He's done the three matches uh, so far. Uh, a bit of Argentina uh, and Namibia and Japan, of course. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I take it he takes the first layer off. It's not like a young <laughs> Kenny situation. It's a paint It's a paint he can get off, Yeah, well, i like yeah, right to think. Be. Otherwise, his coat... Coat Does he coat, do it himself? So he
3: must get somebody else to do. It. I've got a picture Oh yeah, you can't. You to be, diff- be a very Very difficult thing to do yourself, wouldn't it? I would imagine. It leaves you up a lot of paint doing that yeah. Argentina one, wouldn't it? Now, uh, what about this? I found it. Oh, it's Gary. Great he, news for Gary. Formula One racing is a joke now. Oh, team yeah. race re- now. Team drivers. Pardon? Sorry, uh, Gary didn't say that, did <laughs> he? <laughs> he <didn't>, he <laughs> can write better than that, surely. <laughs> Formula One racing is a joke. Yeah. Now, team drivers can, can't race each other. <laughs> because the way it's written oh no it's not, no, it no it's not it is they have to take team orders I will not be watching again you think have you only just noticed this <laughs> this has been going on for about what 10 years in Easy. Formula 1 easily easily
2: going on for 10 Perhaps
3: years suddenly now thinking oh yeah I'm not watching because of team orders what about last year or the year before? I don't get it. Well, there's Gary's at had his moment in the sun. Well, he's um, done well, hasn't he? Luke Prosser, who plays for uh, Colchester. Yeah, that's kind of right. It. Tottenham fan. Tottenham fan. Yeah. And his family are very, very close to Cliff Jones. I was thinking, not so close now. Oh, <laughs> Cliff would be all right. Oh, he'd know. be, I'm sure he'd well, be. Those old Tottenham Fairly players. stoic so, about it. Know, I don't know. I bet Graham he, Roberts isn't happy. He'll oh still no, be I, saying I, everything's fine. No,
2: he won't. Robbo was, was pretty critical, uh, was actually. He? yeah, he, that's very unusual. Yeah, he was, I think, you know, he he, he thinks, well, yeah, you take to uh, social media and find out. The
0: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
2: Paul Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Uh, foot golf gets uh, ever more popular. There's new courses uh, springing up uh, all the time. And there's many... Competitions as people get better at it, of course. Mm. Um, We see some fantastic competitions springing up, including the kind of Ryder Cup uh, equivalent. Here to tell us more about it, head of UK foot golf, uh, Paul Oliver. Good afternoon, Paul. Hi hey, fellas, thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah, pleasure. So this kind of, have you have you been involved in putting this kind of structure in place then? Uh, the, to, to have these kind of bit like this Ryder Cup equivalent for example that's just happened.
4: Yeah, I, I started with UK foot golf back in 2012, 2013. And um, the chap that introduced it in the UK, Mike O'Connor. And we quickly noticed that there was a opportunity to stage competitions. Hmm. Um, people obviously thought they were really, really good. So let's give them a platform to play. Uh, and turns out we are really yeah. quite good at it so, It's it, Probably, um, I
2: mean, there may be people out I'd be surprised, but there may be some people out and think, what the heck is foot golf? So let's basically explain I think the clue's in the name, isn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, completely it's, <laughs> it's kicking a football on a golf course into a big hole yeah. um, Exactly the same as golf It runs parallel to the sport Tees and greens uh, fewest shots wins, basically. And a lot
2: of under, uh, kind of failing, underused pitching putts have become foot golf courses and are now doing quite well,
4: aren't they? Totally. I mean, w- when the game kind of came over to the UK uh, sort of six, seven years ago, it was that kind of golf course that was ideal for it. Mm. You know, now, as you, you've seen with some of the competitions that we stage, we're actually going into venues, um, creating a course for the competition and then filling it in, yeah. basically. Um, so, are you using
3: normal golf courses and then having to dig up the green to put a hole? On the yeah, sides not of my not
4: not on the green um, <clears throat> to the side of the green, okay. the approach <clears throat> uh, behind on <clears throat> the fairways, basically <clears throat> where there's something that's interesting for the pl- for the foot golfer. Um, obviously, a flat fairway is fairly boring and in- not very interesting. Yeah. Um, so you know, behind a bunker on a little bit of a slope, try and make it a little bit quirky and, oh, and
3: inventive with the rules. Play. Is that you have to use your right foot. Or you have to use your left foot. Or is it you can use. Anything or uh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, right foot, left foot, outside of both. What about um, footwear? Um, headers? It? No, you can't
3: <laughs> do <another> <laughs> headers. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be good. Uh, low head, diving header. Don't what head. about? I mean, footwear and restrictions and what? what General, generally
4: boots? speaking, yeah. I mean, fo- football boots is an absolute no-no. Um, obviously, we can't have football boots oh, okay, on, on a yeah. golf course. It would mm. it would be terrible. You know, the <laughs> captains and colonels mm. would be. Uh, an uproar about yeah. that. Uh, so, generally speaking, it's indoor shoes or, or Astro shoes. Um, so, you know, like a, a Monday Hour, Team Monday Hour, which is a shoe that's been around for a few years. That's fairly popular. Does the old club secretary follow you around
2: nervously <laughs> when you're <laughs> in places like Celtic Manor? Imagine <laughs> imagine, there's little carts just watching you all the you time, know, aren't they? The
4: most amazing thing about Celtic Manor is that they're pro- pro- probably the most refreshing to deal with. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the green staff there, uh, Jim McKenzie, Gary Connell, they've been absolutely fantastic. And it kind of anything goes, mm. which is brilliant, really, because, you know, for an event like what we staged a couple of weeks ago, it needed that. And and what was created was, yeah. was you know, it was a masterpiece in the foot golf world. And um, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. I know really? Team UK certainly what, what enjoyed it.
3: TV coverage? It strikes me this would be a good game for TV.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, as foot golfers, we yeah. think it's more interesting than, than golf. I um, don't <laughs> you know, know about
3: that but golf <laughs> golfers I think there's room for it you know Yeah totally I mean yeah.
4: it's it's faster you know yeah. typically uh, a, a- competitive round can be two or three hours, but, you know, we always used to play on words, you know, 18 holes is 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, you know, it's a faster-paced game than going golf. You've to carry a big bag around with you. For yeah, you have. I mean, people take rucksacks with a spare ball or a spare pair of shoes. Oh, and, I see. You know,
2: Pro-Am would be good. It strikes me that if you got if you got some footballers, you know, some that's footballers involved totally as well. I a Pro-Am think,
4: would be great, I think. I think that's the next, the next yeah. step, especially for TV. Yeah. You know, because quite frankly, you know, there are football superstars, but you know at the end of the day people really want to watch you know maybe former players or just players just out of playing yeah you know like your skulls you can't like
3: chip onto the green he yeah you imagine teddy would be good
2: teddy maybe not off the tee but you'd bring teddy in wouldn't you just the kind of the, the first 10
3: yards of the pup glenn said.
2: you think it's gone back 12 miles behind the hole and it backspins into the hole so yeah you <laughs> was,
3: there are some players that were made for it aren't yeah, they, i was really, looking yeah. at your website here yeah uk dot com and uh I'm just amazed by the number of courses that you've played at the, where it's available. I, even one here, I saw the first one, Yes, Stockwood Park. I thought it was first it Stockley Park. I thought, good, kick the ball through the window. Yeah. Damage <laughs> the, the bar, equipment. Smash the VAR equipment, yeah. But it but, is, it's, it's, incre- it's very impressive. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's grown.
4: Uh, the first two or three years, it really <clears> went quite crazy. Um, we kind of went from 30 to 40 courses up to over 200. Obviously, it's plateaued. Um, it's natural that that was going to happen, mm-hmm. but you know, there's still a lot of golf courses around the UK that are finding that actually foot golf is quite a, a good way of adding some some extra coins to the P L.
2: Who are the real um, stars then of world foot golf? Who are the kind of standout
4: players? I mean, well, l- luckily for us, the world number one, <laughs> Ben Clark. Um, he's he's an absolute, you know, he's a magician yeah. on, on the on the and course. What's his background then? I mean, um, he- his background is is football. Right. um Hardy Do- plays golf and was tried playing a pro golf now he or- probably shouldn't not a pro no or- no he was a he's a goalkeeper yeah. uh, watford watford academy maybe mm-hmm. um uh sophie brown is the female world champion right okay young girl plays football mm. uh, from kent um and you know we're european champions we came second in the world cup uh, Tiger so
3: Feet is the American one. He's brilliant. Tiger Feet. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> but yeah, yeah there's fellow here. And the, this is classic, really. Look, What's the that? Bloke, he's wearing the full golf outfit. Yeah. But he's kicking a football. He's got the Argyle socks on. Yeah, it's do people do that? Do people wear the yeah, golf sure. wear? I,
4: I think it's really. We, we try and get that traditional feel. I think yeah. it's really important to give the game some kind of identity, some kind of characteristics, and, and we love the Argyle sock. Yeah, We wear golf shorts, you know, slightly slightly different, maybe elasticated waist, a little bit more give in the leg. Uh, collared polo, and, Ooh, you know, quite nice. a few players still wear a flat cap, although it's it's kind of gone out the window now. <laughs> um, have, you, any, have, you, have you had any golfers try it, Paul? Have you, had, have you, have you, have you seen some golfers give it a I go? I mean, my background is golf. Oh, okay. Um, so I came into the, the whole of foot golf through, through golf, and mm. I found the game fairly easy. Because um, obviously, when a golfer looks at a green, they can read the line and, and slope and borrow yeah. and mm. judge pace a lot easier than a, than a footballer. Um, but no, you know, as yet, uh, I mean, I've seen it on on uh, social media. You know, Rory's had a go at kicking a ball around, and but I think it's it's not actually as easy as. It looks. No. And also, know. if
3: you go off the fairway in golf and you go through the trees, the ball will go through the trees and it'll either end up back on the fairway or in the rough, but you'll be able to recover. I'd imagine with this, if you hit the ball in the trees, it doesn't come out, does it? <laughs> well, it pops. And, and, and yeah, the problem oh. is, is with the game,
4: um, I mean, the balls we use, we, we're using kind of Jabalani's and Team geist, which are, now, because they're old footballs, they're mm, expensive. Mm. Yeah, they're yeah. collector's items. So one of those pops and it's two, three hundred pound out the window. <laughs> so, but people, you know, foot golfers do have a collection of yeah. multiple footballs, which is quite crazy. So it's I said I'd ask for Max
2: Rushton. Um, do you have caddies? Yeah, there's caddies. Ah, right. see, yeah, totally. You thought you were yeah. being funny, Max. There are caddies. So, do, what do they yeah. carry around? Footwear, or you know, different like, chews, yeah, or spare
4: ball. But sometimes it's just an extra opinion. Just you to say know, know, just, what, just like Max said, what yeah. shall go right for or left for? What yeah, do you I think? think, of think. Just do they? Somebody's going to read making. the course. So,
2: somebody does the caddy walk the course
3: beforehand? They? <laughs> if he's really keen, He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. is great, isn't it? I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So you've got a big tournament coming up, haven't you? Quite soon. Yeah, the European
4: Championships, the team championships, they kick off tomorrow at Magnolia Park, um, which is near Bista. Yeah. It's a three-day event, practice tomorrow. It's 16 countries from around Europe, uh, between 9 and 15 players. Um, Champions League group stage, uh, followed by the top two teams qualifying for the knockout stage. Uh, And it's titled Euro Footgolf. Golf. Um, It's the Euros in in our world. Mm -hmm. Um, and can I, people come and watch? Lessons yeah, on, people can come and watch. I mean, you know, there's some, some of the best players in the world. playing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's at Magnolia Park. It's, it's up the M40. Yeah, yeah. you've got um, a lot
3: of tournaments throughout the year, don't you, looking on the website? Then, yeah, there's yeah.
4: Uh, basically the, the national tour is, is kind of the headline tour. And then off the back of that, we've got feeder tours regionally, the North tour, the Central tour, uh, and the South series. So there's something for everybody. You know, yeah. in Scotland, we've got the Tartan tour. And in Wales, we've got the Dragon tour. So no matter where someone is in the UK, Mm. there's always going to be something you know, for them to play in competitively. And, and quite frankly, the sport is, is so new that the best player in the world maybe hasn't even played the game yet. Mm, yeah, so, that's you know, probably it, true, it Could be you guys, we don't know. <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> Essentially,
3: Magnolia Park, I'm just looking at it here now, there's a water hazard. It won't be like a van der Velde. I should imagine if you get in the water, you can get in there can <laughs> kick it out the water. <laughs> you probably can, yeah, yeah. The great thing about
4: Magnolia is, is on the 18th hole, what we've kind of created in foot golf is there's an option to play a heaven or a hell tee position. So oh, heaven okay. is kind of fairly straightforward kick the ball down the fairway hell has carried over 70 metres of water.
0: Okay. Um, so, it,
4: again, it's something that golf doesn't do. Maybe maybe it should, you know, have different tee options, different pin positions. Um, yeah. But it's something that, that we've created with the sport. It's um, it, it's new, it's fresh. You know, we're trying to keep it exciting and, and innovative, really.
2: Yeah. Colin the Evertonian says, Roberto Carlos would be good off the tee, wouldn't he? <laughs> I think I yeah. think he probably Fate. would be. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> very so, um, there's an extensive list of courses, 9 and 18 hole, on ukfootgolf.com. Com. If you fancy, if you've never played and you fancy giving it a try, there are a lot of courses up and down uh, the country. So uh, go and check it out. And uh, Paul, lovely to see you. Thank you very much for coming in. Yeah, we appreciate it. Advice. Continued success. Thank you. That's uh, Paul over there, head of UK Foot Golf.
0: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sports.
2: Steve McArdle's been in touch from Bradford and he's uh, pointed out to you, Andy, that James Hansen, who played and scored for Bradford City <laughs> at the bridge in that giant killing a few years yeah. back, now plays for Grimsby.
3: Yes. Well, you know what it's like, lucky grounds, and you know, he'd yeah. fancy himself to score.
2: Good play, he's been a, a great servant to the game, has not yeah, he? Really, one of those sorts of players. I'm sure they're doing. His I mean,
3: they're right. Funnily enough, they've got exactly the same points as Colchester, and they're in the same position as them. Yeah. So, you know, we saw last night. You know, the, there is a gap, but you know, if, if you work hard and a bit of endeavour, and the the Premier League team are a bit off, you yeah. got a chance. As we were saying earlier on, it was. I feel a bit for Crawley. Uh, because they, they've they've their
2: moment in the sun today. No one's really mm. talking about them, are they? Maybe. That was a good result. Well, yeah, it was yeah. a very good result. Would beat You know, Stoke are going through it at the moment. Not great for Stoke, obviously, but. Well done to them. Let's, yep. take, let's take the heat off of Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was looking at sort of social media the other day, and everybody was uh, saying lovely things about Halsey, and I thought, well, that's good. He's yeah. always fronting up on big uh, issues of the day in terms of refereeing, mm. and uh, it's great to see him trending. But then I realised that Halsey is a singer.
3: Oh right, not Mark Halsey
2: <laughs> No, not Mark Halsey I thought, well look in these, it's, People are so var these days He's actually uh, trending And then I saw, watch Halsey's stunning performance Of time after time at the Emmys I thought, blimey, Mark's doing well He's doing the Emmys now Fantastic. I look forward to seeing him at the Brits Yeah, it'd be brilliant, yeah Halsey's coming to Ireland For the first ever show, headline show in Ireland I think he'll be great He'll talk you through some of the matches he did over the years When Spurs beat Chelsea in the League Cup final Mark had the whistle that day my feud with Halsey was another headline. I thought, who could fall out with Mark? They just wouldn't, would they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Halsey talks about uh, her ever... Ch- that's when it gave it away. Oh, yeah. Well, the, well, they, uh, yeah when I seen the really. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. So, not not who I thought it was, anyway. Well, well, One go. for the kids. And, um... This interests me. Tyson Fury, I don't know why this should be, but he had a very bad cut, as we all know, from the last fight. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, it looks like it's going it's been well-stitched tr- and it's going to heal well. But in the piece by um, Wally Downs Jr., Funny in the paper this morning yeah. on, in The Sun, he says, Mancunian Fury 31 must not exercise for two months while the cuts heal. I'm saying, what, you can't even do the... Exercise bike. I wonder what, I'm I trying to think. What was the <laughs> no reason? No exercise at all. Why you? Yeah, that's what it says here. I was, I was trying to think. What would be the reason, especially in something that's healed? I mean, oh well. I hope he doesn't
2: take to the buffet again. I mean, no, I, that's, I mean, thing. he certainly he yeah, can't. Yeah. He certainly can't spar, can he? I mean, also, no, that's obvious. Yeah, I, I, but... the, the day that, that the day after the fight, Spencer Oliver was here. He was about to go in with Jim mm. and had a very interesting uh, chat with him about it. And maybe we should get a cuts man on because it did look a really nasty one. And Spencer immediately kind of felt chatting about it that. There was going to be a delay to the uh, mm. Wilder fight because it was such a naughty cut, wasn't it? So, uh, but it stitches inside and out. But anyway, uh, he's, he's looking a lot better, and let's uh, let's hope he's back soon. Uh,
3: speeding down a ski slope can burn more than two thousand calories a day, apparently.
2: Okay, well, Tyson what Fury won't be doing that clearly. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Where'd you get that from? Uh, I think I've, I've got that from the paper. You want okay. me to get, uh, Yes, it was in the sun today. It's oh, speeding yeah. down a ski Must be true. can burn more than 2,000 calories a day. Research found. Good. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, this is a strange story. Have you seen that she's, uh, she's worth about 104 million, apparently? Mm. And uh, she's got a wedding gift list at Amazon. Yeah. And you think that's quite unusual. It's all thing. quite affordable, though, have you noticed? Well, it is. It's but like sort normally of 20 famous, quid frying pans and famous stuff. Famous people with a lot of money who get married normally say, don't give presents, just make a donation to the charity of my choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Amazon for get me a robot mop. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> so she, you're calling her out? She, are you? Well, I am. Surely she can afford her own robot map. I don't uh, know Robot them. map it's a robot map <laughs> I'm like a robot map <laughs> I like both Fantastic <laughs> I, thought, I don't
2: know It's something quite nice about it That it? you know She's not asked for a sort of um, You know yeah. 600 grand this And uh, no, 2 grand that's that's that true, Is she, really? She's yeah. just asked for some sort of basic But I know what you mean It does seem I feel a bit odd turning up at Jennifer Lawrence's mm. wedding with a uh, robot map, and she's saying, "I didn't even ask for that." I think you've misread it on Amazon. <laughs> Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport, Um we'll be chatting to. I'm not invited to be honest. Yeah, you're struggling to aren't you? Uh, and the words, no, no, the, no, the, the worms just aren't coming out pr- it's, properly, it's, it's are they? It's
3: not that i have just not invited to her wedding. Okay, well, it's, no, I can't see it.
2: especially not now you've not called now, her out I've national radio, yet. really. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. And Matt Ford, comedian, Forest fan, pops in and sees us uh, tomorrow and we'll be <laughs> reflecting, won't we, we'll looking back, as looking I back, on the Carabao Cup. Shocks of the night, if there are any. Uh, until then, thanks for downloading us.
0: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talk TalkSport.